podcast. Today we are going to discuss the English Premier League game week number four. Well, it's been nothing short of exciting and unpredictable so far. So I don't know what we can expect. I'm joined with my big brother again. Hello, big brother. Hello, hello. How's it going? Going very well, thank you. So brother, let me start by commending your uh, predictions a little bit for from the last game week. And I know we didn't do a podcast for the for the games that were that happened on Sunday. Three for three, bro. I'm I'm as surprised as you are. You know, I mean, I called out uh, Vardy being a thorn in the side of you know a strikerless City, and boy, what a thorn he proved to be. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I I understand uh, City were held back by uh, you know the 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 likes of Jesus and Aguero all missing, but they had more than capable eleven uh, playing on the field. But Leicester, boy, oh boy, did they make them pay? I'm telling you, Jamie Wardy is just going from uh, a good place to a better place. If if there's a definition of a late bloomer, it should be changed to Jamie Wardy. Completely agree with you. I mean, things that get better with age, fine wine and Jamie Wardy. I mean, if you haven't seen the replay of that match, I would strictly recommend that you go and have a look. 5-2 that game ended, a hat-trick and three penalties. And what a world-class goal from James Madison. A world-class goal indeed. And, you know, speaking of Madison, with Wardy's hip injury uh, in this game week, Madison is not a bad pick. You know, he scored a good goal and that too against City. And uh, he could be the one leading the charge uh, this week. Well, I didn't know he was injured, so thanks for that information. Luckily, I don't have him in my uh, Premier League team yet. I did make a few changes, but we'll uh, cover that later. Let's talk about game week four, bro, and let's see if we can continue our string of uh, predictions going. So, what are the fixtures that can you know grab your attention uh, just just by looking at the at the at the, at the fixture list right now? So, first up, it's uh, the opener, uh, a London derby between Chelsea and Crystal Palace. Mm -hmm. Now, Crystal Palace are a team in form, you know, and there have been accusations that Zaha is just playing uh, to the gallery so that a suitor can come in and pay the money to get him out of Crystal Palace. Mm -hmm. So, I, I wouldn't put too much on that. Zaha always plays well in spurts, I would say. So, Chelsea as a team have been a little hot and cold themselves. Um, This is a tough game to predict. But what I will predict is that I think Timo Werner will get off the mark with this game. But, I'll tell you what. I mean, I agree with you about Zaha there. Talk talk to me about uh, Chelsea. And they've basically signed an entire new team. I mean, eight eight players, which are basically eight first-team players. And they have just, you know, they have not uh, gotten off to the mark at all. You know, it's 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 quite bad, to be honest. Like, if it was any other club, I would say if it was Manchester United who had spent uh, that kind of money, I mean, we would be looking at a hell of a lot of criticism coming towards uh, the Glazers, the Woodward and, and uh, Solskjaer at this point. But for Frank Lampard, we don't hear anything. Well, it's the old English media and English players uh, conundrum. You know, these guys... Uh, you'll always uh, hear, you know, uh, Liverpool and English players being sort of mollycoddled, given a longer rope than some of their uh, out-of-the-country counterparts. I, I reckon it's uh, one of those things. I wouldn't dwell too much on it because uh, I think whether the media love him or not, I think Roman Abramovic 
is going to rate him very, very harshly if he's not able to do the goods with these signings. So do you think Chelsea will turn around and uh, we won't... Uh, do you think Frank Lampard will survive till the end of the season? If, if this carries um, on? Well, you know, they've not been bad, to be honest. And uh, I think he'll get a full season to prove himself unless things start going sideways. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm I'm still on the fence. I mean, st- I still haven't seen... I mean, we can see uh, Timo Werner's pace and he's occupied some really good position. Kai Havertz has already got an assist. He uh, had a hat-trick in the Carabao Cup recently and even Werner got off to the mark. But in in the Premier League, they, they've really struggled to, to impress. They look very one-dimensional against uh, West Brom and I would say they were... I mean, they really pushed for it, but they were lucky to get a draw there. Anyway, we'll see what they do about Crystal Palace, which is, like, a, like you said, a team in form. I mean, they. I mean, they have the attacking prowess, but their defense is quite uh, shaky at the moment. And with Zaha and Townsend attacking from either side, it, this could go either way. This could. And uh, if I were to pick one player to watch out for, maybe a player under the radar at the moment, it's Mason Mount. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's not as expensive for your FPL pick, and he got a really good goal. And you always fancy him for an assist or a goal. So, he could be the, the dark horse pick of the week. And, uh, of course, I see that uh, from the FPL data that the top five transfers into this game week have Zaha in them. A lot of people are placing uh, faith in Zaha after his solid performances. But they should not forget that this is an away game at Stamford Bridge uh, and a Chelsea team they're developing. I agree, and uh, with the list of injuries that Chelsea have right now, Mason Mount is going to start at least for the next uh, few game weeks. So that is that indeed is a good pick. Do you have him in your team? Not yet. Mm-hmm. All right, time's running out about that. Uh, let's move on. Next game, Everton Brighton. And now Everton looking to push their uh, winning streak another game further with Brighton, who have not been in the best form. To be honest, I mean they've played United twice in the last week, and they conceded six goals. Well, Everton's uh, as sure a team to win this as any. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in the past, Everton have come unstuck uh, whenever you fancied them. But this is a new look, Everton. I mean, Ancelotti has got them well drilled. They are, they're moving in the ball around nicely. And with Rodriguez, you know, uh, I read a piece in the midweek about, uh, you know, it, it broke the myth that Rodriguez's time in La Liga was a failure. Basically, uh, they showed stats that uh, he had a goal or an assist contribution in every match or every 90 minutes that he played. So, uh, I like Everton a lot and uh, I fancy them to win. However, my under-the-radar pick for this match is uh, Mopé. Because, again, he's one of those uh, underpriced strikers. And you always fancy the Everton defence to ship a goal or two. They have done so in their last two matches. Well, I agree with you there. And I've uh, sold one of my strikers to bring in a certain uh, Calvert-Lewin who got another hat-trick in the game week. Well, well, talk about red-hot form, right? <laughs> I mean, this guy has basically started off uh, as if he wants to uh, stamp his mark on the league and maybe get a move on to, you know, uh, a Real Madrid or, or something. I mean, he's got, what, five goals in three matches? And if you count his hat-trick, he's got eight goals in, in all competitions in so far. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's quite insane. 
Now, you know, he is he is the top uh, transferred in uh, target this game week. I'm, uh, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all. With the price of seven point zero, he is easily a bargain buy for the kind of points he's bringing in. And let's let's again uh, move to the next game. Leeds United take on Man City. Now that's an interesting one because Leeds United have promised us one thing, and you know, with the new with the new manager and the players that they've bought in. One thing I like about Leeds United is that they will go for it no matter who you are. I mean, we saw it on the opening day. They really almost had Liverpool. If it wasn't for that last-minute penalty, they would have had a draw at Anfield, you know? Well, you always like the underdog. But the, the key stat here is that the last time Man City had a bad loss, uh, I reckon it was a 3-0 loss to Wolves, maybe. Mm-hmm. They went and smashed Southampton 8-0. Yeah, I remember that. So, you know, you, you fancy that they're going to come back hard. Yeah. And the Leicester loss was not just a loss, it was a hiding. I mean, they shipped five goals. Uh, I think that was the first time a team managed by Pep has shipped five goals. That was only the third time that a player has scored a hat-trick against a team managed by Pep. And... Uh, Jamie Vardy and Leicester did it. So, you you don't know the way this match will swing. You know, Leeds, if they concede early, they could be hit out of the park. It could. I mean, again, I'm I'm uh, still on the fence about this one. I mean, maybe City are rattled with what happened and they're defensively they're still weak. I mean, they did sign uh, Ruben Diaz from Benfica. I don't know what's going to happen there. And I, I I don't know. I really don't know. It's too difficult to call at this point. Because City, I mean, without their main plays and having sold David Silva, they just, they aren't clicking at the moment for me. It's just, just, just not going right for them. Yeah. And you know what? De Bruyne is the captain's, uh, you know, is the favourite pundit's pick for the captain's armband this game week. I would hesitate. Mm-hmm. I think at the end of it, this may be a City victory. But uh, I think Leeds are going to give them as good as they get. So, who is who is your captain uh, for the game week? Well, I haven't decided that quite yet. But uh, I'm tempted by Castagna. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, though I said that Everton can ship a goal and, you know, you fancy Mopé. But Castagna is a threat at both ends. You know, you may just get the odd clean sheet. And that guy may score or get an assist. As we speak, he is the top scoring defender for FPL. And he's one of those players I had in game week one and I sold him in game week two because of a panic wild card that I used. And I've paid for it. Anyway, let's move on to the games on Sunday. Some games which, oh wait, there's one more. There's Newcastle versus Burnley. I mean, why I doubt anybody's going to stay up to even watch that. But sure, let's go to Sunday's games. Some interesting fixtures there. Leicester versus West Ham, we begin with. Now, West Ham completely surprised us when they shipped four goals against Wolves. I mean, I had Jimenez as my captain and all he did was score an own goal. So, that was a bit disappointing. Well, West Ham are coming together quite nicely and David Moyes has them well drilled. Turns, they out, turns out it's not Moyes anymore, bro. That's Even I was surprised. Moyes got sacked. Oh, did I miss that? Yeah, I missed that entirely. Did we both miss that? We both missed that. I was surprised to see that. There is no David Moyes at West Ham anymore. Then is it Slavin Bilic? It's not Bilic. Bilic is at uh, West Brom. Okay. It's, it's some new guy. I, I I can't remember his name. He, he's some, somebody else. Wow. Yeah, we so must uh, check on that. Yeah. 
And the the next interesting game that catches my eye is uh, the encounter between Arsenal and Sheffield United. Well, this one's an awkward one for us. You know, Sheffield are basically the uh, the equivalent of Arsenal going to Stoke City to just you know having uh, just just going out and having a bad day all all around. Mm-hmm. But I remember Arsenal went there last season and just lost and. Uh, in fact, uh, Sheffield escaping or maybe Arsenal escaping with a draw, you know, late last season was a cause of disappointment for Sheffield United. You know, that was how good a season they were having. They've not started quite well uh, this season though. And um, because it's a home game, I fancy Arsenal to make it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they haven't they haven't started well at all. And we've, we've, we became kind of accustomed to a Sheffield United with the fuller flamboyant uh, football and their high press, but it's it's just not happened for them. And then uh, later on, it brings me to the game of the of the week. It's United versus Spurs, and a certain Jose Mourinho, you know, uh, with a comeback to to Old Trafford. I mean, I, it's 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 really hard to call at this point. United, yes, uh, they won in the game week. They won three 0 They got a clean sheet and they beat Brighton. Well, it wasn't a very convincing win. Uh, I'm just not convinced uh, United are going to do anything anytime soon. They're just things are just not happening. The players aren't clicking. They have had no preseason. The defense is shaky. The forwards aren't uh, you know getting their groove back. The the fringe players like uh, Dan James and Odiana Gallo are just not good enough anymore. And all around United at this point, there's just a huge sense of uh, negativity where players have openly gone and said on social media, we need to sign more players, but we all know what's going on there. United have just been chasing uh, Jaden Sancho for the last, I don't know, what is it, two months? I don't know, feels like an eternity. And things are just not happening at United right now. Let's let's stay on United for a bit. And I know you're a passionate supporter. Yeah. Uh, there's been a lot of talk around media about what is the best starting eleven. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you, a true fan who's seen this team shape up over the last, uh, you know, four or five years since, since Sir Alex retired. Who would you start? Who would you start in defense? Let's start with the defense. See, with with what we have, I am. Uh, let's start with left back. I mean, you, we have Luke Shaw and Brandon Williams there, but Luke Shaw offers very little going forward. Yes, he runs and he tries to do, you know uh, you know cross the ball across, but it's it's just not the kind of game United play. I mean, I can't remember the last time we had a, a you know a, what do you call a cross and somebody headed the ball in we just don't do that you know the guys like Martial and Rashford and Mason uh, Greenwood they like to play with their feet there's very little uh, in terms of uh, headed goals uh, you know in in uh, at United unless it's like a corner and Maguire gets a goal for, with a header so between Luke Shaw and Brandon Williams I would pick Brandon Williams because he's Luke Shaw I mean for he's been caught a lot of times, you know, uh, uh, you know, just letting go of his mark. And again, even the the, the first goal against, uh, I think it was Crystal Palace, where he just left Townsend completely free and he had a free shot on goal and he scored. Luke Shaw, for me, hasn't started well. And I have honestly, ever since he came to the club, he's not been very convincing for me. I'm I'm not a fan of this guy. And, uh, well, he's he's added to, a, to our medical expenses a lot. He's not the best. We can really do better. And we are in the market for a new left back. We're talking about... Uh, signing Alex Telles, but that itself is not happening. I don't know what's going on there. So that's my pick for the left back. On, so you'd start Williams ahead of Luke Shaw. I would. I would do that if I was if I was uh, the manager, which I'm not. But still, I would start Brandon Williams. 
and right. on the right the right hand side is pretty sorted but again you know wambisaka is an excellent uh, defender they call him the spider because he's apparently like got eight legs he will take the ball off your feet but again he's also started slow he has uh, you know been found sleeping again the this is the last uh, the goal against uh, the goal against uh, brighton where he completely missed uh, march on the far post and he had a free header inside and again banbisaka going forward his his crossing is not the best his speed is not the best he's not your uh, i don't know espelicueta who can give a cross or a robertson or a alexander arnold who can give a perfect uh, you know cross or a delivery or do something with it he's just not good enough but he's a great uh, defender but he's not uh, he offers very less in terms of uh, attack well good points there so i reckon then with uh, van bissaka and uh, williams on your flanks the central defense really picks itself i would reckon you would start maguire and bai uh maguire not so much he's quite slow he doesn't commit he doesn't go for a challenge i have never seen him go sliding into somebody bai yes i would still maybe pick lindelof over maguire i'm not happy with how maguire is and i i don't understand why he's been made uh, the captain of the team he's i don't see it i don't know why that is well well you and me both yeah. bro i don't understand it either yeah. so let's move on to the midfield so of course bruno fernandes picks himself yeah who else would you pack into the midfield with him well i like i want to see the pairing of pogba and uh, fernandes just you know like to just like play off each other like develop a chemistry that uh, david silva and de bruyne had they would just sort of run circles around the defense and the you know the midfield and just find each other with these little passes which you know you know just let somebody through on the ball and put somebody in a space where he can provide an assist or take a shot i want them to develop that kind of a, you know a, a partnership So if you've got Fernandez and Pogba playing in the middle and then you've got Martial, Rashford and Greenwood mm-hmm. who basically pick themselves then that just leaves uh, one spot open and would that spot then go to Matic in your opinion well now this is this this really uh, you know depends you can ha- give it to Matic you can give it to McTominay you can give it to Fred you can give it to Van de Beek Van de Beek offers more in terms of uh, an attack uh matich and mctominay like to sit deep because the the defense the way we've lined up they need that cover the defense our defense needs that cover we have to play with the team like a like an angolo kante we have to play with the player we can't just have push pushing everybody forward uh for me i would say marcial hasn't started well i would easily sub him and keep him on the bench play with rashford and uh, uh, greenwood up front and maybe play more uh, maybe play van de beek and de bruyne and pogba you know have give them some service okay i have a curve ball for you here okay what do you think about the uh, starting matter well i i am a fan i like that guy i think he's still got uh, stuff to deliver he's got that pass he's got that spanish flair in his passing he's got that vision to create an assist out of nowhere his his crosses are bang on I mean if you go through last season's uh, goals I mean I can remember a few of them where he just given a inch perfect pass to Rashford for a simple tap in I I quite like that guy I would easily play him on the right over uh, let's say Dan James for instance and um, even Greenwood I mean Greenwood for me has is is still uh, like a sub you know who comes on in the 60th minute when the legs are tired of the opponent team and he can you know go have a run at them and then get a goal but starting uh, with greenwood still isn't quite uh, on on my uh, list yet i would easily i would easily play matter on my on my right i see 
good points there uh, bro and that nicely brings us to the last game uh, of the week which is uh, liverpool away at villa yeah. now villa have started surprisingly well and uh, this morning we found out that they've made a surprise signing really who have they signed i don't know about this well i'll give you three guesses villa have signed somebody and it's uh, i know they signed uh, your goalkeeper martinez that's a good signing I know Jack. That is an excellent sign. I know Jack Grealish has extended his contract by five years. That's another boost in the in the in the dressing room. I can't. I have no idea who they've signed. Well, they have signed a certain Ross Barkley. Oh yeah, I remember that. Now that's that's a good signing. I mean, he and uh, I can see Grealish and Barkley are very similar on how they play attacking midfielders. with uh, you know the sense of defensive duties as well i think that's a good uh, that's good for barkley and it's good for uh, villa as well so uh, you know villa may not be uh, as big a pushover as people think they might be mm-hmm. and uh, you know liverpool have come off uh, two tough games against arsenal yeah we managed to get one over them uh, in the league cup and i'm glad we did because two losses in a week would have been hard to get back from so i fancy them to win but i fancy villa will give them a fright yeah now staying on liverpool how long do you think they'll carry their unbeaten run this season well i think i think liverpool have done some excellent business in the transfer market they really klopp is an intelligent uh, manager and i really really wanted to see klopp Yeah, you know, at United, he was one of the guys I was I really looked up to him and uh, Pep, but uh, that didn't happen, and we ended up with a whole bunch of managers, and we're still uh, not sure. But Klopp has figured his team out. He knows where his uh, weaknesses are, and he's bolstered his squad by some really excellent players. And slowly, he's developing uh, a depth. You know, so he doesn't have to play his main uh, players in the you know in like the Carabao Cup. Yes, they lost last night, but it was a fight, and I think. I mean, I don't know. Eventually, you're Liverpool. You probably don't care that much about the Carabao Cup, and you got your eyes on the Champions League and the Premier League and retaining the Premier League again. I think he's done really well. I, I honestly don't see uh, any team threatening uh, to uh, to beat Liverpool. I mean, you would think immediately you would think of uh, Man City, but we've seen what they've done lately, and it's it's not nearly as good enough as uh, as Liverpool have been. I, I don't know. This this could go on for a while, and I I don't I don't like it. I reckon you don't like it, <laughs> and neither do I, because uh, the Invincibles have really. I mean, that's pretty much the only thing I've got to talk about. Mm-hmm. So last season, uh, their unbeaten run caused a lot of anxiety to me and a lot of Arsenal fans. But this season, I'm predicting that their run will end early, and I'm predicting it'll be a it'll be a team that comes out of nowhere. Uh, so you know, maybe Aston Villa this week. maybe that's too much of a stretch mm-hmm. but right about the time the champions league kicks on is when i reckon liverpool will lose their first match i've i've got my money on the likes of leicester and everton i think they will surprise everybody this season both of these teams well everton is a good pick and considering they've not won the merseyside derby in forever i think the new look everton may just take the fight to liverpool quite possible quite possible so Brother, that pretty much concludes our uh, Premier League review for the for the next game week. 
let's something else really some really important news came this uh, this week and we i feel like we kind of have to discuss it what is your opinion about uh, the champions league draw well uh, to be honest you'll have to guide me there because uh, it feels ages that we were in the champions league so i have <laughs> i have figured out the europa league draw and uh, i know we are playing a team based of uh, based out of ireland called dundalk okay and the funny story one of my colleagues was from dundalk mm-hmm. and he tells me it was uh, classified as a town so we are playing a town side from ireland it okay. can't get better or worse <laughs> than that Okay, and of course we've got a Molder and we've got one other team, but yeah, I, I fancy we'll go through the group stage, all right. So I would, I would like, I would say this time it's been a very balanced kind of a group, uh, you know, distribution. And I'll just read through some of these and just to give you an idea. Group A: Bayern Munich, Atletico Madrid, Salzburg, and Lokomotiv Moscow. Ooh, exactly. isn't that a group? it gets better trust me trust me it gets better okay group b real madrid shakhtar donetsk inter milan borussia mönchengladbach well this sounds like a group that has happened tons of times tons of time, i remember yeah. inter and real always being together and a shakhtar or a yeah, lokomotiv yeah, yeah. always getting in there so yeah. this group sounds familiar yeah group c Porto, Man City, Olympiacos, and Marseille. I mean, City kind of always get the easy groups. I don't know why. And they always kind of get Porto, don't they? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. Some palms being greased in the back rooms. I don't know. I'm just speculation. <laughs> I don't know. Group D: uh, Liverpool, Ajax, Atalanta, and some Norwegian club, Mytilland. I don't know how you say this. Never mind. So, so Atalanta have been the surprise package of the Serie A. Yeah. And uh, we know that uh, you know. Uh, Liverpool of course they are favorites to take this group mm-hmm. but there is a bit of a a, a bit of a curve ball when it comes to uh, the third team in the group yeah and you know that team may end up just upsetting the apple cart a bit because the Liverpool Atlanta games i reckon will be uh, shared mm-hmm. and then it becomes really important uh, how well they play against the third team I guess we'll have to wait and find out. But the third team happens to be Ajax, so we we really don't know. You know. Anyway, well, group... Ajax are a selling club, and they've yeah. sold all their players. I mean, even they've even sold Van de Beek, and they're going to sell. They've just sold one of their top players to Barcelona. So. Oh yeah, they did. Yeah, that's right. Uh, group E: Sevilla, Chelsea, Krasnodar, and Rennes. Well, clear well, this winner. one's an open and shut. Yeah, clear, clear I don't winners, fancy Rennes or Krasnodar. Uh, Either of those two. All right, we go to Group F: Zenit Saint Petersburg, Borussia Dortmund, Lazio, and Club Brugges. Well, it's Dortmund all the way, isn't it? Dortmund and, and Lazio. I would say Lazio. Well, it's then really a matter of which team wants it most. All right, now this is this is where it gets really interesting, and this probably has the best uh, games. It's the reunion of Messi and Ronaldo, brother. Juventus, uh-huh. <laughs> Juventus, Barcelona, Dynamo Kiev, and what looks like some kind of a Greek club, Ferencváros. Ferencváros. Oh, yeah, it's a it's a it's a Turkish club. Ferencváros. Yes. Ferencváros. Ferencváros. So Ferencváros and uh, Kiev are going to be the whipping boys yeah. unless they bring a surprise or two. All eyes on Juventus, Barca. Uh, couldn't have written the script better. Uh, Ronaldo versus Messi. Messi versus Ronaldo possibly one last time it's going to be epic 
and that brings us to group h which uh, is quite possibly i don't know i i can't call this at the moment it's psg manchester united red bull leipzig and istanbul basak sahir well you've got to uh, admit that man united are uh, a little bit of the outsiders here because leipzig and psg have been on top top form i mean psg they were the finalists last year and leipzig were the semi finalists man i tell you what if i have to do another season in the europa league i'm just going to i don't know i don't know what i'm going to do i can't stand it anymore well arsenal united for the cup final bro <laughs> we can make a trip out of it <laughs> Well, I don't know about that. I'm I'm quite all right without uh, without the Europa League glory, so to speak. All right, brother. I think we've covered everything. It's uh, you know going to be a very interesting game week. So the last thing I want to cover with you is uh, any potential changes you've made to your uh, to your Premier League fantasy Premier League team. Well, Son's going to go out for sure. Oh yeah. And like you, I used my wild card, and you know I had to because my team performed miserably in the second game week. So Son's injured, and he's going to go out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I reckon uh, a lot of people have gotten rid of Aubameyang this week, uh, which I did the week before. Mm-hmm. So apart from Son, I don't really see any reason to chop or change. I may be tempted to get in, uh, you know, Jimenez back maybe. because wolves are at home and uh, they'll be looking to bounce back i'm also looking at mason mount but then it's a question of how many points do you want to trade off and you know then you've got to be absolutely sure if you're taking penalties to bring people in yeah well for me i have sold uh, anthony marcial and that has freed up a lot of funds for me because that's a 9.0 striker and he's done basically next to nothing Marcel was priced at nine. Yeah, he was priced at nine, and I was uh, expecting he was going to get a price drop any minute, so I sold him, and I got Calvert Lewin, which was a bargain. But it's still a bargain. But it's still it's seven point five now. I believe it started at seven point zero, if I'm not wrong. Never mind that. So that freed up a lot of funds, and I sold uh, James Justin from Leicester, and I bought in uh, Timothy Castania because he is on fire. I quite like this guy. Well done, sir. So you are taking a four-point penalty. I am taking, I'm taking your a four-point hit. I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just not happy with my team. I have to take a four-point hit. I don't know. Maybe this will backfire as well. I really don't know. This season is going anywhere. I can't predict anything. <laughs> But Calvert Lewin is a smart boy, and I am tempted to uh, bet on him as well. Well, he happens to be my captain, so he better deliver. I don't know what else to do about this uh, this league so far, brother. Thank you so much. We've covered uh, pretty much everything. and hope for a cracking game week and good luck to your team arsenal and mighty united on on sunday hope so brother and thank you so much for having me